I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We spoke earlier this afternoon about the Penrith Panthers and their opportunity to start to build a dynasty on Sunday. Obviously that would be their second premiership row if they were to win it. A third one, they'd be heading into dynasty sort of areas for me, but going back to back is incredible. And, you know, obviously that's a huge achievement, but the other side of the park, there's another football team showing up on Sunday who, mate, their form has been incredible. I said all year that I didn't think they'd be able to show up on the big stages, egg all over my face. I thought that despite a couple of refereeing decisions and everything going their way last week, I thought they were down by eight points with 20 minutes to go. That's normally a game that Parramatta would lose. The Sean Lane charge down, that's normally a moment that Parramatta wouldn't win. That's normally the sort of moment that they would miss out on the Cowboys would score in a corner. After the charge down, the ball hits the ground. It's a free ball on the ground in the biggest game of the season so far. Parramatta wins the ball. This is what they haven't been doing for the last 20-odd years, essentially, especially the last four or five when I've been pretty critical of them and not believed in them on the big stages. This is why, because they don't win those moments. The other day, they did, and credit to them, they were sensational. Some of the guys that I didn't think had the ability to go to another level on the big stages, they certainly did. I thought Clint Gutherson, he was fucking unbelievable on the weekend. I I, I know that Sean Lane played great, and there's no doubt about that, and I, sure, I thought Lane had a couple of huge moments, and I think the stats probably lean towards Sean Lane being the best on the field, but fuck, if you didn't think Gutho was the best on the field, I'm sorry, I can't help you. The amount of plays that he came up with to save points. And the reality is, in finals football, saving tries is just as important as scoring them, if not more important. Every single year, the best defensive team or a top three defensive team wins the premiership. And, you know, if the Parramatta Eels, if they can pull their defense in and if Gutho can be saving tries like he was the other night, they'll give themselves a real shot against the Penrith Panthers here. So for me, I look at the Panthers and I go, you know what, they're building towards a dynasty, but Parramatta, I mean, dynasties are great, but Parramatta could, this team could be the, the team to end the longest drought in rugby league history. 1986 was the last time that the Parramatta Eels won a competition. We've heard it all over the last few years. We know how good that Parramatta Eels team of the 80s was. We know how regularly they are spoken about. It was a long wait. What was it? 15 years between grand finals from 1986 to 2001. 2001, I think 
people sort of, they forget just how good that 2001 Parramatta Eels side was. They were extraordinary. There was moments throughout that season where the coach, Brian Smith, was taking players off early at the end of the games to test the teams, to test their team, just see how they would go um, with less players on the field, just see how they would compete. I mean, simply incredible. When you have a look back at that season with the Parramatta Eels and their attack was just off the charts. They scored 839 points that season. 839 points. Simply incredible. That's averaging 32 points per game across the entire season. That is just insane. 32 points across the entire season. The next best... Who was the next best? The Newcastle Knights, obviously, of 2001. They did go on to win the premiership, so credit to them. But throughout the regular season, the Newcastle Knights, they averaged 30 points, which is still ridiculous. The next best was well below that. The next best after that was the Brisbane Broncos uh, of the 2001 season, who averaged 26 points. So... I mean, the team that scored the third most points, the Brisbane Broncos, the Parramatta Eels averaged more, a try more than them every single game, which is unbelievable. That Parramatta Eels side of 2001, crazy. And, you know, I, I heard one of the boys in my group the other day say the Parramatta Eels of 2001, probably one of the greatest team to never win a premiership. I think that is a completely fair shout. And there's one way to describe what happened to them. They got Johnsed. They literally just showed up on grand final day and the best player to ever play our game, arguably, if not, top two player of all time, Andrew Johns just did what Andrew Johns does and pulled their pants down that day. Simply incredible. So 2001, another one that got away. Now, there's a few more that have got away, and obviously you're expecting us to go straight to 2009. I'm going to take you to 2005. The 2005 Parramatta Eels were an unbelievable team. They were so good. And we remember the 2005 season as the year that um, the West Tigers beat the North Queensland Cowboys, two fairy tales that came together, an unbelievable season. It was great. Once again, coached by Brian Smith, who had them in the 2001 decider. He had them once again in 2005. And I think people forget just how good the Parramatta Eels were in 05 because they didn't make it to the grand final. They were the only team that entire season to score more than 700 points. 704 they scored. The next best was the West Tigers, who scored 670. So, you know, the gap between the top points scorer and the next best was about 40 points which is pretty crazy over 24 games yeah that's a lot and that's only between one and two that's how good they were this team they were very very impressive they had the best defense of the season as well they only conceded 456 the next best was the Melbourne Storm 462 but you compare them to the West Tigers for example who went on to win the comp uh, they conceded about 125 more points throughout the year so the Parramatta Eels of 2001 they were the real deal yeah they were Premiership's favourites. It was sort of them and the St. George Illawarra Dragons. They were the two best sides that season, in my opinion. You obviously had a pretty strong Broncos side, the Tigers and the Cowboys. I mean, the grand final was fourth versus fifth. Simply incredible. Fourth versus fifth for the grand final. But that Parramatta Eels side, um, they, they they made it to the finals in first place. A sensational effort. They ended up going down to uh, the North Queensland Cowboys in the prelim final, beating 29-0 in that game. Uh, a big, big 
big upset there, a huge one, especially the scoreline, simply incredible. So you had 2001, then you had 2005, which I would also consider as a missed opportunity for the Parramatta Eels. And then, of course, 2009, uh, when Jared Hayne went on an absolute tear, led this team all the way to the grand final. It was one of the craziest eight-week stretches in rugby league history. The atmosphere of the prelim final against the Canterbury Bulldogs was grand final-like. I've never seen anything like that prelim final. It was just unbelievable. And the 2009 Eels, they came from eighth place that year, scraped into the finals, all off the back of Jared Hayne, the form that he had in 2009, obviously winning uh, the Dalian medal that year. And they ended up taking on the Melbourne Storm, who finished in fourth place. Yeah, you got to remember that the, the best team in the competition that year was the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, they absolutely killed it that season. They were magnificent. Of course, they would come back the year after and win the premiership, but they went out in straight sets, of course, losing to the Parramatta Eels in the first week of the finals. A huge, huge upset there. 25-12 to 12 it was. Uh, the Parramatta the, the, St. George, uh, the Parramatta Eels beat the St. George Illawarra Dragons. That was that day, I believe, where Haynes scored that unbelievable try. It should be noted the week before that, Parramatta beat them 37-0. Sorry, the Dragons beat them 37-0, I should say. Sorry, 37-0. So a huge win for the Dragons, then a massive bounce back the week after at the exact same ground for Parramatta to win. Unbelievable. Beat the Titans the week after at the SFS, then took on the Canterbury Bulldogs in that unbelievable game, winning that one 22-12. Then took on the Melbourne Storm in the grand final, losing that one 23-16. So since 1986, they've had a couple of opportunities, but they've had a couple of missed opportunities. Missed two grand finals. I would actually say 2005 was a bigger missed opportunity than 2009. I know they went to the grand final, but they did finish eight. The 2005 time, I reckon if you played the 05 Eels versus the 09 Eels in a, in a vacuum 10 times, I think the 05 side would win nine times, to be honest. They were that much of a good footy side. So there has been plenty of missed opportunities. And this team, they've been under a lot of pressure over the last few years. And it's pressure that has come from, obviously, the time one, the time since their last premiership that has built up over a long period of time. They've got some of the most passionate fans in the league, which is why I'm so happy for you all, despite being so wrong. I hate being wrong. There's no doubt about that. But I love that you guys get to enjoy this week and hopefully get to enjoy a premiership for your sakes at the end of this week. But it's been the last few years that Parramatta... You know, they've been good every year. They've been a top five, six, four, whatever it might be. They've, you know, they've gone so close on so many occasions. They've filled so many Eels fans with so much hope over the years, and they just fall short every single time. And for me, you know, I'll be honest with you. Well, I mean, I don't have to be honest with you. I'm surprised that they are here. I didn't think they'd be able to do it during the regular season. I didn't think that they'd be able to do what they did the other night. As I said off the top of this podcast, egg all over my face. They were great. They stood up in the big occasion and played a fantastic game there that was just full of determination and showed a lot of experience as well in key moments. It wasn't perfect, don't get me wrong. Obviously, you know, you had the Mitch Moses. He had a couple that he put out on the full. It was far from a perfect performance, and they're going to need to play better on Sunday if they plan to, you know, compete and beat the Penrith Panthers, they definitely are going to have to be better. But there's no doubt about it that every other Parramatta side I've seen for the last four or five years, they would have lost that game on the weekend, down by eight with 20 minutes to go in a, a, in finals footy. That's not where the Parramatta Eels like to be. That's not a good spot for them. They managed to overcome it the other night, so credit to them. And what does it mean for these players if they do manage to win this grand final? Well, for me, I mean, it'd be the greatest achievement of any of their careers, I think. You look around that team, I think Ryan Madison's the only one who has won a premiership previously. Um, you've also got Bailey Simonson, who featured in a grand final a couple of years ago for the Canberra I don't think anyone else has won a premiership or anything. But if they were to win this comp, I mean, all of a sudden, 
those jerseys that have been left vacant for so long, waiting for someone to really own them. Um, from Peter Sterling and Brett Kenny, they're suddenly filled. We had a heap of guys over time, you know, your Jason Taylors, your Tim Smiths, all these sort of guys that have come and gone from this team in the seven jersey that haven't quite been able to fill it. Christy Sando came. Was he going to be the answer? There's been so many over the years. 5'8 jersey, it's been exactly the same. You know, your Adam Dykes and your Daniel Mortimers and all these sort of here and four and all these guys that were going to be the answers to Brett Kenny. Potentially Dylan Brown could be that guy. And I think that if these guys do manage to win this premiership, I've said all year that I'm really worried about Parramatta heading into next season because they're going to be losing Reed. Uh, they're also going to, assuming they're going to lose Isaiah Papali. I'm not sure if they fucking will now, to be honest with you. I, I think he'll do everything he can to stay where he is. Uh, but assuming they were going to lose those guys, I was I was worried about them losing them and not being able to overcome this hump that they've got in finals where they seemingly get you know, some description of the yips, but I think they might have overcome it. I really do. I think that win on the weekend, I think that's enough to give your Guthos, your Mitch Moses, your Dylan Browns, these sort of guys, a lot of confidence going into the future. And I I now look at their situation and go, you know what? Now they know that they can achieve on the big stages and they can show up in big games under bright lights. It's a psychological thing, jumping over that hurdle. And especially if you stumble at the hurdle the first few times, you're a good enough team to do it. But when you start to stumble, fuck, it's hard to get that momentum and actually overcome that big step. Now I look at the Paramedials and I go, well, Gutho can do it now. Mitch Moses has been there despite not playing very well. Mitch Moses, he still managed to get his team over the line. And Dill Brown, he has as well. So I'm sort of looking at the Parramatta Eels a little bit differently heading into next season. And credit to all you Parramatta Eels fans as I've been shit-canning them all year and you've stuck solid to them. Good on you. Good on you 100%. I hope you enjoy this weekend and hopefully for your sake and how loyal you have been to this side, hopefully they can win a premiership for you in a couple of days' time. But it does change everything for the Parramatta Eels as, as I look at them over the next few years. And it changed everything for Brad Arthur as well. And credit to him, when he took over this team, they were an absolute fucking basket case. They were all over the place and he has just taken them to a new level and credit to him. I've always said there's always suggestions about should Brad Arthur stay, should he go, and I've always said, by all means, sack Brad Arthur if you want. I don't know if you're going to win a comp with him, but if you're going to sack him, you've got to replace him with someone that is better than him, and unless you're able to get a Bellamy, a Robinson, a Bennett, one of these guys, I don't think there are too many better guys than Brad Arthur, and you know what? This is the first time he's managed to win a big finals game that really matters. He got really close last year, which was great to see. Now he's actually managed to do it. He's got them into a grand final, so credit to him as well. I mean, I, I was just thinking about the Dome, and I haven't done the numbers in my head. Maybe we'll do it a little bit later in the week, but I imagine he would be the longest-serving coach in the NRL without a premiership next to his name, uh, which is, you know, credit to him that he's a good enough coach to survive this long, but if you're in the NRL for this long, you want to have a trophy next to your name. And, and you know, there's obviously guys that have coached for a long time without winning an NRL premiership. Brian Smith is one, obviously coached the Eels for a long time. He was at the, at the team. He was the coach of the team in 2001 when they lost the grand final. He was also the coach in 2005. We mentioned him earlier, so it's not unheard of. But if you're in the competition for this long, you want to have a trophy next to your name. And I think Brad Arthur deserves it. I really do. I, I think it'd be a fantastic knock for him to get it. He's gone into bat for his boys during this final series, which is fantastic. It shows. Um, Shows a lot of character, and it shows to his boys that he's always going to be there for them as well. I think Brad Arthur has handled himself throughout this final series pretty well. The approach has been different to that of the Penrith Panthers, no doubt about that. I think the Paramount Eels have done a little bit more talking than the Penrith Panthers. I think the Panthers have just been there and done it before, know how to handle their situation. I think there's also less questions to ask the Penrith Panthers, realistically. There's less to get out of them. You've spoken to them the last two grand final weeks in a row. They've lost one, they've won one. They know what it's all about, whereas the Paramount 
Friday Eels. I mean, I think there's a, a lot more headlines and stuff in there. So it is no surprise that they are talking a little bit more. And I think it's in for, in the best interest of the game for them to be talking a little bit more as well. So I don't really have an issue with it, to be honest with you. But if they do manage to win this, for them to be the team that has ended that drought for the Parramatta Eels, they will be heroes in the blue and gold for the rest of their career. And you know what? If all these guys stay at Parramatta for the rest of their career and they've won this premiership, I'll tell you what, as much as it sounds bad, if they win this grand final, I don't know if it matters what they do for the rest of their careers. Mitch Moses, I'd like if he wins if he wins on Sunday, that will elevate his career to a new level and forever. It will shut up so many fucking people that have come after him and it'll show people that he genuinely is not, not only a first-grade halfback, we know he's a first-grade halfback, obviously, but we know that he's a winner, a true winner, and I think it would just elevate so many of these careers to a new level. You look at Dill Brown. Fuck, could you imagine how much Dill Brown's going to be worth if he's a premiership-winning 5'8 this time? In, in a week's time, I mean, just crazy. And like a guy like Clint Gutherson, very similar to Dylan Edwards, tries his absolute heart out. He's doing everything he possibly can to win every single week. Doesn't have the unbelievable skill set of your James Tedesco's, your Tom Trojevich's, your Latrell Mitchell. Isn't as fast as your Teddy's, your Turbo. Isn't as strong as your Latrell's. And Turbo, once again, we keep coming back to him. But he's just a goer. He's like Dylan Edwards. He just tries and tries and tries and puts 100% effort into everything that he does and shows good leadership for that side as well. I think it should be remembered the Gutho. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. He's a pretty young captain when he took over at the Parramatta Eels. It was a big test. I think he was a similar sort of age to Cameron Murray. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was 25 or 26. So to see him advance in his career to this point and him be, in my opinion, the best player on the field in the prelim final, incredible stuff. There'll be a lot of rep jerseys to come off the back of it. If Parramatta do win, I think Sean Lane, I'd be shocked if he's not in the Kangaroos squad. Uh, but, I mean, if he wins this grand final, if he has a good performance in this game, which we've seen a lot of back rowers do it over the years, your Glenn Stewart, your Craig Fitzgibbons, your Lukey Lewis, these sort of guys having huge games in grand finals and taking home the Clive, I think he could lock himself into a starting spot in the Kangaroos back row. But the Parramatta Eels, history and their fate awaits them on Sunday afternoon, hoping to end the longest drought in rugby league history. And if they do, it'll be the highlight of their careers by far and away, and they will always be remembered as the Parramatta Eels that broke that long drought. The, the 2001 side stumbled at the finish line, as did the 2009 side. Unfortunately, the 2005 side, they, they stumbled about 500 metres out. But this team, they've got an opportunity to cross that line and finally close that chapter for the Parramatta Eels that's been open for so long with names like Price, Sterling, Kenny, Cronin, all the greats of the Parramatta Eels. Hopefully, we can talk about the Moses, the Dill Browns, the Sean Lanes, the Papalitis, the Bolos, and all those guys. Gutherson, for the next 20-odd years, is the side that ended the drought for the Parramatta Eels. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.